You're listening to the Art of Parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel. My intention is to share with you simple tips and tricks that will make a huge difference in your home, as well as giving you all the support and encouragement you deserve to enhance your parenting experience. I've created this safe place for us to explore the issues and concerns that matter to you bringing you clarity and solutions with Q&A sessions and inspirational conversation with world-renowned experts in a variety of fields. I'm a firm believer that parenting was never meant to be done alone, and I'm here to debunk the general consensus that it has to be hard. A warm welcome to you, and thanks for tuning in. Okay, hello everybody, and welcome back to The Art of Parenting. This is your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel, and today I have the lovely Laura Ritson calling in from Great Britain, I do believe. Uh, and Lara is the founder of Peaceful Learning, which is a nanny placement agency where she also does um, parenting workshops and such. So today I wanted to have a conversation with her about all the amazing work that she is doing. And then, you know, I will, of course, be asking her for maybe some tips about you know, the process of if we do want to bring in another caregiver into our homes and such and what that would look like. So Lara, thank you for taking the time for being here with us today. I know it is later for you in the day and uh, just a big welcome. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Uh, It's great to be here. Okay, wonderful. So let's start with my one of my favorite questions, and that is, how would you define the art of parenting? Yes, the art of parenting. So mm, it's a really great question, and you can go really deep on that one. I reckon the art of parenting is balancing your own life journey and your own personal growth, and that of nurturing your own child's journey and supporting them through their life. So when you're saying your own life journey, are you are you thinking about what it is to be a parent or or even kind of going back to your own childhood? Yeah, I think both. I mean, I don't have children myself. Um and I think because I've worked with alongside parents and in um, kindergartens, nursery schools and inside people's homes, um, it's it's such a an amazing journey to go on, but also life changing to have a child of your own, which brings up all those childhood memories or wounds or um, things that you struggled with. And positive things as well. Um, in your own life journey that you may or may not want to your your own children to experience as well um and and bringing the best of yourself and bringing out the best of your child on their life journey as well does that make sense totally totally and and you know it's it's for me it is it is really about you know having time to reexamine your own uh 
path that brought you to being a parent and kind of what your experience of yes. childhood was and and all of that because what I tell parents is you know that the only manual or the you know the only instruction manual we have for our parenting journey is our own childhood exactly really and that's what, why I'm a little bit scared to have my own children oh. <laughs> I'm sure you will be, you will do fine, especially with all the experience that you have working with children. So I, I hope so. Yes. Yeah. No, it, there's nothing to be scared about. It's such a beautiful, um, you know, journey. And it is, you know, it is a bit, a lot of kind of self-development and, and, and mm. improvement and, and it's transformative because there are a lot of things that you have to examine. And when you're parenting with a partner also, because they bring to the table, you know, their own parenting journey and there can be, you know, conflicts there or, you know, disagreement because, well, I liked it this way or you know, so it's, exactly, yeah. Cultural differences as well, but it's all all worth it. There's nothing nothing to be afraid of. No, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> so before yes. we we get a little too involved in our conversation, I would love for you to share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you came to do the work that you're doing and and really creating this agency called Peaceful Learning. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So my background, I'm a qualified early years teacher where I taught in New Zealand on the other side of the world, which you may pick up in my accent. Um, and before that and after, I was also a nanny working for people inside their homes. And um, yeah, so about four years ago now, I moved from New Zealand to the UK to be with my boyfriend. And um, at that time, uh, I was still a teacher. And so I moved from the New Zealand curriculum to the British curriculum. And I realized it was quite different and I got quite depressed. But um, in that, uh, I realized that the happiest I am is when I'm bringing uh, joy to individual uh, children's lives. And so I went back to nannying again. However, in that process, I joined about 10 different agencies. And during that journey, I realized that a lot of agents, pretty much every agency I joined, they didn't really want to know about how I worked with children. They just wanted to know my years of experience and my qualifications. And um, I I was quite surprised by this because I think the way that that carers interact with your children is really, really important. Um, It's going to, you know, have an effect on your child's well-being. And so, um, yeah, at the same time, I was getting parents asking if I was available. Um, and at the same time I had nannies come up to me asking me if I knew any families that were looking for a particular approach. I, yeah, I must mention, I forgot to say, I, my approach to childcare, um, I use an approach called RIE, which is resources for infant educators. And, uh, this approach was 
founded by Magda Gerber. Um, and she was a student, I think, a student of Dr. Emmy Pickler, um, who uh, started this approach in an orphanage post-World War II in Hungary, in Budapest. And basically, they, over longitudinal studies, realized that the important thing that children, infants and young children need is um, a relationship based off of trust and respect and using sensitive observation to really see what that child is needing. Mm-hmm. And from there, uh, yeah, uh, Rye was created um, in America when Magda Gerber flew over. So you, and, so, you're, so you are trained in this in the Rye method as well. I am a student of Rye. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, and so, so it's fascinating that you were saying that the agencies that you were, you know, signing up with, really had no interest in kind of your philosophical approach or your yeah. your tools, which which kind of surprises me because parents will, you know look for maybe somebody who, you know, has more of a, you know, Montessori approach or a Rye approach or Waldorf or, I mean, you would think, but, but maybe not, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe they just want somebody that they can trust with their children and are trusting the agency to, you know, find good people. Yes. Um, Yeah. And don't get me wrong. It's, it's very important to have a nanny or a carer who is qualified, who who does have um, pediatric first aid, for example, and has had a police check, which is what I would hope most agencies do do. I know that some don't, um, but this is yeah, it's very important. But like you said, to know the kind of approach that the nanny uses with children is is very important. Mm-hmm. So, so this from this experience, it sounds that you, uh, that's where you created your own agency, right? Yeah, that's right. I yeah. thought, okay, I'll create a a place where parents looking for respectful care and looking for the best for their children can come, and where nannies who are very passionate um, educators can come and find those families that are looking for them. Right. So perfect. And so you work with um, the how do you vet the the nannies that you're placing? Like, are you looking specifically for people who have like, you know, a specific training, a specific approach? Like how Mm. what is your process of making sure you are sending you know really the 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 best people into these homes Mm. yeah so great question um well first of all myself and my recruiters my team they we all have a background in respectful care um so we've got karen in the u.s who's an ami montessori directress i think that's the proper term right Mm -hmm. yes yes um and then we've got nakani who is a also a qualified earliest teacher um, from New Zealand and she she's based in London and um, she uses the Reggio Emilia approach uh, if if you know what that is it's, uh-huh. it's yeah it's quite similar to Montessori um, 
And then there's myself who uh, I've explained what what my background is. Um, so that's really key for our all our recruiters to know what we're looking for. And um, yeah, we ask in the job application scenario questions to get a feel for how they would be with your children. So let's t- say one of our questions is, if a three-year-old is pushing a boundary, like um, they're pouring water on the floor and you've said it's not okay and they keep doing it, how would you respond to this situation? And okay. their answers to those questions can give us quite a good idea of how they would respond and react and be with your children. Right. Um, and generally, it's a good indicator of um, whether they're really, truly passionate about what they're doing and um, if they are respectful carers. Because um, especially with Montessori, unfortunately, there are a lot of Montessori institutes in the world who aren't really Montessori. <laughs> and so you mm-hmm. might get a nanny who says that they're a you know, qualified Montessori nanny. But when you start talking to them and they talk, they start talking about using the naughty step and timeouts and all of and, and different um, punishing methods, I think mm, that's not really Montessori. Uh, and yeah, I'm quite shocked by um, some of the responses. But majority, most of most of um, qualified Montessori nannies have what we the ideal answers that we're looking for, basically. Right. Right. Perfect. And and just out of curiosity, are there families who are looking for nannies with that specific of a background, like whether it is Rye or Reggio Emilio or, or Montessori or anything like that? Like, is that a request that comes in often or are they just generally asking for a loving, you know, respectful uh, person to care for their children? I think priority is a loving, gentle, respectful person. But there is a, a sliding scale of how into an approach a family is. Um, so we have some families, like we have a family in San Francisco who's looking very, very specifically for a Rye-trained nanny. Um, and won't take any other approach. But then we've got other families who say, oh, I like the idea or the themes of Montessori. And then once I talk more to them and say, what, what is it exactly that you're, that draws you to this approach? And they say, oh, my child's been in a Montessori nursery and I can, I've seen great benefits from it, et cetera, et cetera. Then um, I say, okay, would you be interested in a nanny that uses maybe a similar approach? And then they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Um, so yeah, and then there's also families who use gentle or attachment parenting who may not know any of these approaches, uh, but they are wanting a more child-led, gentle, respectful carer, as you just said. Do you ever feel like you're doing this parenting thing alone, tired of searching the web for answers to all your parenting questions? Well, I've got you covered. You and I know it does take a village to raise a child, and I'd like to invite you to yours. Be the calm, confident, and peaceful parent you want to be with the support of my parenting membership community. 
Get all the support you deserve and create the family and home you've been dreaming of. In my parenting community, I share all the tools and strategies I've acquired over my many years of mentoring and helping families find their peace of mind and enjoy a stress-free family life. I've created this community for you to be the parent you want to be. Let go of the stress and overwhelm today and enjoy your parenting journey with your beautiful children. You both deserve it. In this community, you will find video tutorials that answer your parenting concerns and teach you how to support your child's healthy development. Monthly group coaching calls with me and all the other supportive members where I personally answer all your burning parenting questions. My parenting toolkit, which is full of resources that I've created over my many years of mentoring and speaking to parents and professionals worldwide. And what I love most about my parenting membership community is the amazing supportive village you can lean on. You and I know parenting was never meant to be done alone. So come meet your tribe in this supportive and encouraging village of like-minded parents. It's open 24 hours 7 just for you. Visit voilamontessori.com slash membership for more information and come join me today to become the parent you know you are meant to be. No, it's it's great that you offer, you know, this this diversity because I, I, I you know, my question was more just I just don't always know if parents actually know what these are, you know, or, 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 I mean, I, I know some, some families do, you know, a massive amount of research and they, they, they are really kind of bound to a certain, you know, philosophy and that's something that they've discovered and they want to do. But I feel that the, the majority are just really wanting you know, good, good care that, that they can trust. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big deal to be, you know, handing over your children to somebody in your own home and everything. So there, there really needs to be this very, you know, trustful uh, relationship, which brings me to my next question about what are some of the kind of maybe uh, tricks or, or just things that parents should be thinking about when they are considering bringing somebody into their home? Like what is kind of the, the, the mindset that the parents themselves need to get into to make sure that this relationship is going to be successful and is going to be really um, one that is beneficial to the entire family? Mm. Yeah, that's a big question. So especially for first time parents it's a big thing to let go of your child and give them over to another person um, and it's, it's very important that that person is the best person for for them um, and so a few things you could do is um, when you're meeting them how are they interacting with you and how are they interacting with your child are they getting down to the child's level are they engaging with them or are they more interested in your house and um, looking elsewhere? How engaged are they? Another thing to ask them when they, when they do come to your house is how, how would, what would the day look like 
with your child? How would they spend that time? Um, and is it in line with your parenting approach as well? Um, mm -hmm. there, I think that's very important that this person who's coming on board is going to be like a team member um, in your parenting um, trio, I guess, you and your partner or, or, or just you um, and, right. and the nanny. Um, and to, to make sure that that person is on board with um, everything that's agreed to an extent. I mean, there's going to be some moments that where no one is going to agree, but they'll come to a come to a um, a decision. Um, but generally, uh, that's that's very important. Yeah, because it, it's in, yeah it it's interesting because I know I've had conversations with professional nannies who, uh, you know, sometimes get maybe a little frustrated because of the fact that they have the kind of educational background mm. and they've, you know, they've studied the child, they've studied human development and everything. There are, here they are in a home and they see the parents maybe doing things that they would consider maybe, you know, inappropriate or that could be, could be done in a more respectful way. Mm -hmm. You know, where, where, is it really their place to tell their, mm -hmm. their, their boss, basically the person that is, you know, paying them to be in the home to say, Oh, you know, I, I would consider maybe doing this a little differently. And I know that, you know, I've, I've had these conversations where they get really frustrated because they see that, you know, this could be done so much better and differently, but the parents aren't necessarily open to hearing that advice mm -hmm. from somebody who is a professional in in you know in childcare so how can we help parents kind of be open to that you know it's if you're bringing somebody in that is a professional you also have to be open to kind of getting their coaching or getting their it doesn't mean that you have to you know change everything mm. you're doing but to be open to a different way or a different approach like yeah what is do, do you do you find that there is that conflict with your clients so you know the the families that you're serving and also the carers that you're placing like is there is that something that comes up often it does come yeah it does come up uh i would say 30 to 40 percent of the time um and mm -hmm. it will be perhaps a family's looking for a Montessori nanny and then the nanny comes into the home and is practicing the Montessori method and the parents don't like it um and then when I've d discussed it with the nanny and the parent um what they're doing is the appropriate way in, in regards to Montessori but the parent has figured out that actually that's not what they were looking for in the in uh -huh. the first place right. yeah uh -huh. <laughs> so they don't they don't really know like the 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 true philosophy of Montessori exactly. they just thought they did yeah yeah, yeah. and I, and because Montessori mm -hmm. is associated with academic success um parents think oh okay I just implement Montessori and my child will be successful academically but it's that's that's not it's not, it's not it at all <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say for parents, um, 
yeah, just have open ears. And I know it's, you know, there's a whole lot of emotions going on as well. There's, you know, parents guilt um, that just automatically happens. Um, and that sometimes plays a part in uh, kind of an, a reaction or a projection onto the nanny. Perhaps, you know, um, you might not feel good enough or that you think, oh, I'm not doing enough for my child, which is not true. You know, you're you're doing the best you can. Um, and so, yes, your nanny is also wanting to bring the best that they can to your child's life. And so they might be um, suggesting things um, that you might not initially like. Um, mm -hmm. But take a breath. Think, OK, can I can I I'm just going to listen. I don't have to do it. They may have some valid points. Um, and perhaps you could ask your nanny to provide um, some academic literature or something to back it up um, to show that what they're doing. Um, really works um yeah because I, I feel like you know there's so, there's so much and, going on there yeah and do you do you provide some of that kind of training because I know that you also do parenting workshops yeah. right so do you do um work with the parents so that they do have a better understanding of you know the carer's approach and just making sure that you're all on the same page because I mean I see just parenting you know just parenting with your parenting partner sometimes being on the same page can be um you know can be can be difficult mm -hmm. or can you know bring out some conflicts so I can only imagine if you're bringing in a third person who is coming with you know the professional background so the the assurance that they you know know what they're doing and such that can be you know, that could be problematic. Mm. So do you, do you like train the, the carers to be able to, you know, share that knowledge in a respectful way with the parents, but also the parents to be able to understand really thoroughly what these carers background is and what the philosophy that they're bringing into the home mm. really is? Yes. Yeah, so the workshop that I do are based generally around the concepts that are in the approaches and to get parents to be actively involved in some activities so they can really feel what it's like to be um, treated and talked to in this in this way so they know the kind of care that their own children are receiving mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. we, we focus around um, respectful care moments and positive guidance and um, a child's natural curiosity to learn i.e child-led learning and um, mindfulness in parenting as well so it's yeah wonderful. it's really great yeah that's wonderful so any any um just to, to kind of uh, veer off any you know what are some of the kind of the biggest misconceptions that you see mm. parents having uh, parents and caregivers because you're 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 working with both populations you're you're working with both the parents and the mm. carers what are some of the biggest misconceptions that um parents and caregivers have about children or just simply raising the next generation Oh, uh, 
misconception. Like maybe maybe just, you know, one or two things that that come to mind of like, oh, my goodness, if only they could know, <laughs> you know, like just just, you know, what are some of the, the maybe the frustrations that come up when you're when you're talking with either of uh, them? I would say that um, the biggest miscon one of the biggest misconceptions is that one approach will work for every child. Um, which is mm, yeah that's, that's yeah. not true um, yeah. every child right. well every human being is different and um, what works for one person doesn't work for another um, and so um, I would say that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions um, and even if you've got two children it might work with one and not the other um, mm -hmm. yeah um, and and then what do you have you noticed that parents kind of unknowingly um, do that hinders their children's natural development? Oh, wanting to. I, I mean, every parent wants their child to be the best. Of course. <laughs> and totally understand. And they're doing the yeah. very best. Yes. And, and that I will say over and over, we do the very best. Yes. We know how with the tools that we exactly. were given um, I think but there are I mean I think as as professionals sometimes we see things that we wish they are they yes. knew um, and I know that's why I do the work I do that's why I do this podcast because I just want to you know have conversations about uh, learning you know learning better ways like you know the the other day I had a wonderful conversation with Karen Young. I don't know if you know her, but she's a psychologist mm. um, from Australia. And she was just saying, you know, that now we're actually able to look inside the mm. brain. So mm. there are things that we can now really know that before we were kind of second guessing ourselves and such. So we have a lot of information and sometimes, you know, I know I wish parents knew what I knew because of the fact that I have devoted, you know, my studies to child development and human development and such. But what are some of the things that you maybe see, uh, you know, maybe when you're doing the interviews with the families and everything that you just really see that might be hindering kind of the 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 natural development of the children mm, in their homes I think um I think one of the things that sticks out to me is um a parent's interference with the child's natural development and what I, what I mean by that is um wanting the child to do you know a lot of activities a structured activities throughout the day or wanting them to um learn you know three or four languages which is amazing, um, but in in a kind of a, like a structured way, um, I think. Uh, also, it just from case to case. Say, I know this is really frustrating, but watching your child put a block inside a box with the different shapes on it, for example, do you know the one I'm talking about, mm -hmm. and and the yes, child's yes. not quite getting it, and the you know, the child's getting frustrated, like, oh, why can't I do this? And the parent just wants to go over and just do it for them. And it would be so beneficial for that child if they can just figure it out for themselves. Um, 
Right. Yeah, right. I, I think. Yeah, that that is a big one. I mean, for me, the one that you know I see often and that I share with parents a lot is is the interruption, interruption also yeah. or the you know yeah. yeah because we know that concentration is just so important in the brain yeah. development and really letting the child you know go through their flow of you know being frustrated like that's part yeah. of learning and it's okay and if they come to you because they are frustrated you know letting them know I trust that you can figure this out and it is mm. hard work and you know you're you're you can try again but not you know not like you say not necessarily doing it for them but the other part is just really being very mindful and respectful of the time that it takes for them to get through a certain activity or that they need to repeat an activity over and over again and that we need to be really respectful yes, of that and trusting that they will get it yeah. in their own exactly, time exactly 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 well, wonderful. Well, this has been a delightful conversation. Yes. And I would just, um, you know, for us be to, to wrap up, is there just kind of one, um, one takeaway or one thing that you really want our listeners to remember from this conversation? Yes, there is. I want all parents out there to know that they are good enough and that you are doing the best you can and you are enough for your child you are enough that's it thank you that's beautiful thank you i hope you enjoyed this episode of the art of parenting and if you did please make sure to share it with your loved ones i'd also be grateful for a review on itunes so it can get heard by many more and remember, if you've got a question, let me know. I'm here for you. Till next time. <laughs>